Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Hello, 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 and I am so thankful that you've tuned in to watch all together and to worship with us. And so, my friends, I know you could have gone to any other channel and clicked on any other website, but you clicked on this one, and we're thankful about it. And so let's pray together. God, thank you so much for all that you are doing for us and all that you do for us. We pray for safety. We pray for help in these uncertain days. And so even at this moment, help us to be encouraged by you. Help us to have fuel for our journey and life ahead. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Friends, we have reached the end of May. Can you believe it? We've talked all throughout this month about what it means to be aligned with God, to overcome the world. You overcome it by faith. God does not want us simply to survive, but to thrive. God will fight three nation armies when we are aligned with God. But yet today, friends, we end our time talking about alignment with God as we draw wisdom from the church at Laodicea. And so, my friends, I will tell you for the past couple of months, I found myself drinking a whole lot of herbal teas. I like green tea, peach tea, even ginger tea. Those are a few of my favorites. But, friends, there is nothing more annoying than after pouring the hot water into the cup steeping the tea bag repetitively and believing the water has cooled down enough for you to drink it comfortably and suddenly finding out the water is extremely too hot. You see, this causes a jerk reaction and a numb tongue for at least 20 minutes. You see, the goal for tea drinkers is for the water mixed with the particles of the tea bag to be hot enough for the transformation to occur, but not too hot so that it's pleasurable to drink. You see, this hot enough but not too hot mentality is a metaphorical statement to how many of us live our lives and make decisions. Friends, we neglect to take a certain ethical stance because we really, really don't want to offend anyone. We neglect to speak about our faith openly because we really don't want to be labeled too religious. Many of us live our lives, if the truth be told, right there in the middle. Not too hot, not too cold, believing we are just right. But in the process of us achieving middle ground, I got a question for you. Is it okay that we offend God? In the process of us achieving this middle ground, is it okay if we hide our faith in God? 
Friends, I hate to upset your equilibrium and tell you, but it is not. You see, God is too good to be hidden. God is too awesome to cover up. God is too great to stand in front of. No, we should not walk around the earth being spiritual jerks and shoving our faith down the throats of people. But yet, friends, we should let people know that we are unashamed in our faith with God. You see, God has done too much, friends, for us to stand in the middle. We deserve to have a vibrant, great relationship with Jesus. Friends, lukewarm water works when you're drinking tea. But other than that, it is not great in your relationship with God. We notice this in Jesus's message to the church at Laodicea. I'm done with the cup right now. I promise nothing's in it. So we'll throw it away because it has no purpose for this in our time together. Friends, the church at Laodicea received a message from Jesus in the book of Revelation. And I promise I'd like to sum up this whole book with three words. You ready for them? Resist, resist, resist. That's the whole thing in Revelation. You see, John writes to encourage these believers that although the Roman authorities are enforcing emperor worship, believers in Jesus are to resist, 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 and remain faithful to God. You see, before Google Meet, before the multitude of Zoom meetings, Jesus had a very important message to seven churches. Let me tell you who those seven churches were. It was the church at Ephesus, the church at Smyrna, the church at Pergamum, the church at Thyatira, the church at Sardis, the church at Philadelphia. Oh, but today, It's the church at Laodicea. You see, today we're going to draw some wisdom nuggets from this church at Laodicea. You see, Laodicea, however, to give you the background of this text, Laodicea is one of the wealthiest, matter of fact, the wealthiest of the seven cities known for its banking industry, its manufacture of wool, And they even had a thriving medical school that produced effective eye ointment. However, in the midst of this marketplace, suddenly there arose a problem. I know. uh Uh-oh, right? They had a problem with their water supply. So leaning toward a solution, an aqueduct was built to bring Laodicea water from hot springs. Yet by the time this water reached Laodicea, it was neither hot nor refreshingly cool, but it was lukewarm. See, the church of Laodicea was quite similar to their water supply in the fact that they were not hot. They were not cold. They were just lukewarm in the middle with their faith in Jesus. Friends, what you got to understand today, Jesus has a few choice words for these people that find themselves in the middle with their faith right here in Revelation chapter three. Let's begin at verses 14 through 16. The text tells us to the angel of the church in Laodicea, write the amen, the faithful and the true witness. The beginning of the creation of God says this. I know your deeds that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. This hard and challenging truth found in this text is simple. God does not want us 
to live lives in the middle. Just like many of us dislike sitting in the middle seat in the car, God does not want us to live lives in the middle. You see, the desire of the people for the people of Laodicea to make a decision is seen by the words of Jesus in verses 14 through 16. Jesus is sharing, hey, I see everything you do. I see how great you are achieving some amazing things, but I surely wish you would make a decision in your faith life. He says, I wish either you would choose to fully believe in me or to not believe in me. The middle activity is just not great for God. And guess what? It's not great for us because shortly after expressing that he wished that the church at Laodicea would pick a side, he says, but because you choose the middle ground to be complacent in your faith, I will spit you out of my mouth. Friends, spitting out of your mouth? I'm like, Jesus, come on, bro. Are you for real? You see, but in verse 16, this spitting per se, it really is the picture of vomiting, regurgitating. That which was inside your stomach has now come out of your mouth. And when he's using this rhetoric here, what he's meaning is I'm flinging you from my care. You're seeing God's anger. You're seeing God's frustration. You're seeing God's dissatisfaction with these believers who are right in the middle with their faith. But friends, if the regurgitation or the vomiting doesn't really make you say, uh, or make you understand that God doesn't want us to live in the middle for a moment, just think about a road trip. You see, if the road trip is 200 miles from your house, but when you get to the 100 mile mark, you choose to pull over on the side of the road and throw a party. I hate to tell you, but you're going to look crazy. You under, you, you, the reason you're going to look crazy is because it doesn't serve you to stop in the middle. You see, there's no joy. There's no metal for stopping in the middle. You want to know why? Because the destination is the goal. Likewise, for believers living in between pleasing God, pleasing themselves or pleasing others and producing lukewarm faith, it does not please God. The middle doesn't serve us. It doesn't help us. And it definitely does not please God. God doesn't want any of us to be in the middle. God's not fascinated with the middle. But Jesus continues here. He, after he tells them, I don't want you to be in the middle. I need you to be hot. I need you to either be cold. He tells them this in verses 17 through 19, that material wealth will not cure spiritual needs. Listen to Jesus's words. He says, because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Laodicea is booming at the time of this text. They have a great medical school that produces eye ointment. 
They have a great textile production industry specializing in producing black wool. And the money is rolling in. I mean, it's flowing in like a waterfall. When you think of the lifestyles of the rich and famous, you think of Laodicea. You see, the problem, however, is that due to this wealth and success and achievement, these individuals have become complacent in their faith. They see no reason to strive for really a deeper relationship with God because in their sense, they believe we have all we need. Friends, this is not wise. In fact, it's detrimental. In fact, it's highly dangerous. Why? Because even with a PhD in theology, you will never know everything about God. Even if you read the Bible every single day and label yourself devout, there will always be more ways that you can grow in your relationship with God. Friends, no one graduates or arrives per se in their relationship with God. Jesus is telling these believers that although you've acquired so much, I'm happy for you. Want a cookie? Because even if I give you this cookie, guess what? You still each and every day are on the discipleship path, on the life path with Jesus. Friends, we are not perfect, but I want you to know we all suffer from a symptomatic disease labeled as sin. Mm -hmm. See, we're not perfect. And so we always have this disease. It's found universally in all of us. And no matter how many millions, billions, trillions that you gain, guess what? You still need Jesus because Jesus was the one who died for our sins. And without Jesus, we have no relationship with God. So even if you can buy everything to the believers at Laodicea and even to the front step of all of us as contemporary Christians today, if you can buy everything, if you have everything materially, if you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Friends, we need Jesus. These believers needed Jesus. And as I think about us needing Jesus, I draw back to a story that I once heard about this great rich singer who wore a whole lot of gold. Friends, he had a lot of gold chains around his neck and they were all real. <laughs> Friends, one day, this great singer took his friend with him to a trip with him to his jeweler. As they got to the jeweler, the friend of the singers went up to the jeweler and said, hey, I have a question for you, sir. He said, yes. He says, I want to know what is the process of refining gold? He said, well, I'll tell you there are multiple steps. He says, first, I get a sample of gold and then I place it into uh, I place it in the heat. He said, OK, well, how hot is it is the heat that you place this gold in? He says between 1000 to 12000 degrees Celsius. He said, OK. And he said, after that, I pull it out after a time and the impurities will rise to the top and the gold that can be used will float to the bottom. I will scrape the impurities off and then I'll place the sample of gold right back into the heat. He says, okay, well, how many times do you do this? He says, well, I don't, it varies. You know, I don't really have a set time, but the goal is that I know the goal is ready for me to use is when I pull it out of the heat, I can see my reflection in the goal. You see, in like manner, Jesus is speaking quite directly to these believers. Why? Because he's trying to shake 
them. He's trying to form them. He's trying to make them into his image and not their image. And when Jesus does this exact same thing to us that sometimes in our life, he speaks directly to us. Sometimes in our life, he puts us in the heat and tests our faith, not to be cruel, not to be ugly, but to refine us. How? When God sees less of us and more of him than he we're cooking with Crisco then when God sees less of us and more of him and when he can see the evidence of Jesus in our life the evidence of Jesus in our speech the evidence of Jesus in all of our actions then what Paul declared that let this mind also be in you that was in Christ Jesus our Lord the Lord gets wholly happy because he understands that we do not put material wealth over our spiritual need. Friends, I want you to know that's what's going on in the text when in verse 18, Jesus says, you know what, buy your gold from me, I'll refine it. When he tells them that, you know what, I'll make your sins white as snow here. When he tells you, I know you produce eyesalf, but get your eyesalf from me so that you can see. Jesus is pleading with these believers to not put material wealth in front of their spiritual needs. Friends, we got some great wisdom nuggets, too, to be exact. The first one is don't put your material wealth over your spiritual needs. The second, the, the first one was very simple, is that God doesn't want us to live in the middle. But yet in verses 20 through 22, we get our last wisdom nugget that's better than any McDonald's chicken nugget. And I want you to know is that God craves our willingness Listen to verses 20 through 22. It validates this craving. It says, Jesus says, here I am. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear. What the spirit says to the churches. Jesus says, hey, everyone, Laodicea. Hey, all (laughs) y'all, even the people beyond all of us. He's saying, I'm at the door of your heart knocking, asking, can I come in? He says, if anyone is willing to let me in, I'll journey with them. I'll do life with them. He says that, and even when earth ends, even when people transition, he says, you will transition into the heavenly realm and you can worship and be with me. This is so amazing because we notice that God through Jesus is craving for us to let him into our heart. But he's only craving to, he's craving our willingness. Why? Because he was willing first. You see, God through Jesus has an intense desire and craving to have a relationship with the people of Laodicea, but with all of us. This is true because scripture says it. This is true because in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it tells us that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, God He's patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come into repentance. You may not know this, but God loves us more than a fat kid loves cake. You may not catch this, but God cares more about us than Kobe Bryant cared about basketball. 
You may not be able to fathom this, but God sacrificed through Jesus more than a loving mother sacrifices for a child. And this God craves to have relationship with us. You see, Laodicea had a problem because they were complacent in their faith. They just remained smack dab right there in the middle. And so do we. Friends, as I think about this problematic middle ground that many of us find ourselves in, I think back to last week that I was so surprised the other day as I walked to the kitchen (laughs) and noticed an unopened pack of vanilla Oreo cookies. I was so excited because it was three o'clock in the morning. That meant that I could have all these cookies to myself without interruption. And so what did I do? I opened up those cookies. I grabbed me a few and I went and hurry up and I sat down on my couch. Well, as I sat down on my couch, I popped one of those cookies in my mouth and I began to chew and I began to say, hmm, something is different here. I didn't know what it was, so I digested that cookie, put another one in my mouth, you know, just to taste and make sure that the difference was still clear. Well, then I noticed the same difference, and then I said, okay, I need to go back to the kitchen. I rushed back to the kitchen. I grabbed the package that the cookies came out of, and I looked on the package only to find out that these cookies were not vanilla Oreos per se. These cookies were vanilla Oreos on the outside, but the filling was lemon. See, this wasn't what I bargained for. I bargained for vanilla cookies, you know, with the regular filling. And if I had known this, I probably would not have eaten them. Friends, (laughs) nothing against lemon-filled Oreos that have vanilla on the outside, but I wanted the regular cookies. And you know what? At that moment, I had been deceived. But friends, every time that we say we love God, but choose lukewarm faith and hate others, we deceive others. Every time that we say we're a Christian, but we choose stress over our Savior, we're deceiving others. Every time that we say we believe in Jesus, but we choose to worry and not pray, we're deceiving ourselves and others. And I want you to know God doesn't want us to be deceived. God, through Jesus Christ, doesn't want us to deceive others, but God wants us to have a vibrant relationship with Jesus. And so how do we do it? It's simple. You got to choose whether you're going to be with this reckless love of Jesus that he offers us. Or are you not? Friends, this week, I'm challenging everyone everywhere. Pray two prayers with me. I want you to pray for the church as a whole. I want you to pray that the entire church will be moved past the temptation of lukewarm faith. But then I want us to pray for each other, including you, that God would allow you not to be tempted to have lukewarm faith, to live right in the middle. Because we see the effects of living in the middle. Jesus is not pleased when we're living in the middle, but he wants us to choose him each and every day. This looks like praising God no matter what's going on. This looks like trusting God even when you don't know all the details This looks like choosing God in the midst instead of your worry. And so, my friends, we learn from Laodicea that Jesus wants us all in 
all the time. And so, friend, there may be one of you that's watching. You flirted with God. You've heard about Jesus, but you've yet to experience this loving relationship of Jesus. If you feel Jesus prompting you to make a decision, he's at the door knocking, asking, will you let him into your heart? If you feel like that's what Jesus is doing inside your heart, pray this prayer with me. I admit that I need Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I confess this day that Jesus is the Lord of my life. If you've prayed that, heaven is rejoicing. They're throwing you a party. But guess what? We are excited as well. Would you let us know that you prayed that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart? You can do this in two ways. Either one, drop us a note or a line right there in the comment section, or you can go online, get our email and email any one of our staff members. We will be extremely happy to hear from you. But friends, if you're in the need of prayer or want to know more about this spiritual community, I want you to know you belong here. We are a community that loves Jesus and we worship Jesus here. And so, friends, if you want to know, just go on spdl.org, email us that we may get back in contact with you. And so together, friends, our together takeaway is this. As we end our time talking about alignment, it's that true alignment with God plunges us into the sea of repentance and lifts us into a new life. There's a new life that we experience when we choose not lukewarm faith, but to be all in with Jesus. And so my friends, I pray that you will remain aligned with God, that you will not be in the middle, but that you'll be all in with God this week and forevermore. Have a great week and see you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.